Ryan Day and Brian Hartline have fallen in love with wide receivers from the state of Florida, which is why it's no surprise that the first wide receiver commit in Ohio State's 2025 recruiting class plays high school football in the Sunshine State. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to the episode of Locked On Buckeyes for the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Thursday, October 12th in the year 2023. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. During today's episode, we welcome back to the show, Mr. Brian Smith. Brian is Locked On's recruiting analyst. Brian and I dive into what makes the newest commit for Ohio State, Mr. Javen Boggs, the three-star wide receiver from Cocoa, Florida, a wanted man, and what makes him pop off on the football field. We also dive into some of Ohio State's issues and his thoughts about the Buckeyes in the early portion of the season, and also discuss a defensive lineman that the Buckeyes are attempting to flip. He's a Florida Gators commit in Amaris Williams. Will the Buckeyes flip him and flip his commitment over in the near future? We discuss all that today with Brian Smith. So I'm going to back away and bring in Brian, and let's dive into all of the recruiting news that you want about your Ohio State Buckeyes. As we welcome in Brian Smith to the show, I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply it's been a while since we've had brian smith on the show and it's coming at an interesting season interesting point in time the buckeyes are five and oh we're gonna bring in brian to talk about recruiting primarily but brian first thing up what do you think about how ohio state has played this year it's not honestly all that different than what I expected. Uh, you got a new quarterback, and Ohio State fans are probably spoiled more than any other quarterback in the last, say, decade, give or take. They were due to have a guy that went through a quote-unquote normal transition. Yeah. He's a good player, but hes they're not winning a national title with him, and at least not this year. And, of course, Ohio State fans are already throwing rocks at their, their TV screens and stuff for me saying that, but they're not. Um, and defensively, <clears throat> they're really good, but they should be. And it's Jim Dole's second year. They've had some moments, you know. I think they're they're good enough to win a title there, but they're not quite where they need to be on offense, which is ironic to talk about Ohio State, but they were due for that. Unfortunately, Ryan Day is going to take the heat because Ohio State fans are the about the most thin-skinned fan base in the country. But they're due for a loss or two, and especially one in Ann Arbor. I don't think that one's going to go very well. Ann Arbor, luckily, Penn State's at home, but even that one's going to be tough. Going on the road to Wisconsin and Madison, Camp Randall's going to be wild. That's a night game. Those are just three of the games highlighted on my paper, on my schedule. That was highlighted before the season. 
they're highlighted more now because offensively, you discussed some of the issues and just the quarterback transition. I can't remember the last time I saw an Ohio State team have this many issues running the ball. And I don't believe it's all offensive line. But what I have seen, you've watched more football than I have. The running game. Most Power 5 schools at Ohio State's level don't have this issue. Maybe to you, you think it's the offensive line. Maybe. But I think there's so many things, parts that go into it. O-line's a big part of it. Don't get me wrong. But, man, I'm just baffled at what we see with Ohio State's running game, which is really non-existent so far. A couple of points on that. Number one, I will never shed a tear for Day or any other major college coach with their talent. Like elite programs, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida, whatever. And they got players up front. But the trend from what I've heard behind the scenes, and it's probably trickling down from the NFL, they don't hit during the season and practice. Mm-mm. Not like no. to the ground. Correct. I think there's just less of it. And that kills offensive line play at most places. That being stated, look, some of the holes at Ohio State are pretty small. All right? I don't understand. Now, losing Travion, like – Ohio State Notre Dame game, he had the 61 yard run. If they don't get that, they don't win. Right. You know, you need an elite player. So yeah. he's out. That that sucks. But there were plays where he got the ball in that game and other games, and anybody else you want to talk about, chip, whatever, you're like, where, where the hell are they going? And 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 we're not talking about Notre Dame's front, which is pretty good. Against some of these lesser teams, their their plays, they're just getting stuffed. So there is something goofy there. This may be a chemistry issue. But you're right, like, I'm used to Ohio State in the second half, four and a half, five yards, kind of bottom line as what they should get really at the bottom of it with guys like training being not even your best back. It should be yeah. six or seven against most of the lesser deep, and it's just not. I, I, I really am baffled, too. Last thing here about the Ohio State early season offensive issues, primarily on the offensive line, because you hinted at the lack of hitting during practice. Do you think that is a bigger issue? or the inexperience on the offensive line is a bigger issue for that mm-hmm. unit so far. What do they got? Three new guys up front from Three. last year? That's, I mean, if you and go one of them, One of them is a G5 transfer from San Diego State. I don't worry about that as much because it's been so random. Like the Jared Verse kid came from Albany and went to Florida State and is an All-American right away. Like Albany has a football team, you know what I mean? So sometimes guys just kind of slip through the cracks. And he's from Ohio, by the way, which is random. Yeah. But it's just weird how sometimes it works really good and other times it doesn't. Like Florida State, they've got over 200 starts collectively on their O-line depth chart. It's the greatest number that of all people Phil Steele's ever seen. And they had a game against Clemson. They ran for 22 yards. Wow. And I know Clemson's got a front. But, bro, come on, 22? I mean, and Florida State's got dudes in the backfield. Yes. Same kind of deal with Ohio State. So – it's a problem across college football. I've talked to a couple of people about it. The worst position right now in, in college ball is O-line. And something's got to change. And the school or schools that figure that out will be the ones in the playoff. Because if you have a decided advantage, like if you average at a big game like Michigan, Ohio State, the team that averages four yards, the other one averages three, I know which one I'm picking that it's going to come with a higher score. Yeah. These are not rocket science adventures. So, Ohio State, you would think between now and the end of the season, we're talking about something that Ryan's probably discussing every day in his meetings. 
They've got a lot of money on that staff. They better figure that crap out because, again, I'm not shedding no tear for him or any of them because they got some dudes, and eventually Travion will be back. They should, especially if they want to beat Michigan. They have no chance without a running game against Michigan. Zero. You have to be able to flip the switch there. It's got to go up to four and a half, five yards of carry against quality competition, especially, again, CJ ain't walking back through that door. No. None of these guys, none of those quarterbacks are. He should have had two or three picks against Notre Dame. He's had some other ones. He's gotten kind of lucky. That ain't those balls are going the other direction against Michigan. That's mm-hmm. secondary different. Yeah. They are on a mission. That game in particular, you screw around, and then the King kid from Penn State. Yeah, go ahead and have third and seven and third and eights against them. It's not going to go well. So they've got to be able to run the football better. And it I I don't know what else to do besides say they got to try some different things because halfway through the season, the same stuff's not working. One thing that the Buckeyes, even though things haven't gone well for them on the offensive line and sometimes in the running game, well, most of the time in the running game, things have gone well for them on the recruiting trail as they picked up their second commitment from a member of the class of 2025 earlier this week. Coming up next, Brian and I will dive into what Javen Boggs adds to Ohio State's 2025 recruiting class. This episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on once again. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Brian, you seem like the perfect guy to have on to talk about a Florida wide receiver. <laughs> when we, you and I first started doing shows, it was Florida guy, not just receiver, Florida guy here. Oh, I've seen him. Florida guy there. Oh, I got that. Even a kid in Aaron Nolan who's not from Florida. Oh, I know this kid as well. So when it comes to the Florida stuff, even if it's um, a couple hours away, like you know about them, you know of them, you've heard people that you've talked to people that know that individual. And so Javen Box, being a Cocoa High School kid, Cocoa, Florida, um, really, we talked about a pre-show, a popular place to go to. And this kid will probably be a popular athlete to watch play football Next year, and even throughout the rest of this year as well, down there in Florida, earlier this week, he committed to play football at The Ohio State University. This kid joining the 2025 recruiting class, along with Tavia St. Clair, the only two guys a part of the Buckeyes recruiting class in that that year, it's great. And also, I'm not really shocked, Brian, I'll turn it over to you. I'm not shocked that the first two commits are a quarterback and a receiver. Uh, I know some of the Ohio State guys in passing from the recruiting trail, Alford included, and he's recruited the state of Florida for a long time. He had recruited a running back from Coco to Notre Dame at one point, et cetera. That's a program that any out-of-state school is going to stop by. Per capita, it's one of the best programs in the nation. Uh, the Ohio State's had players out of there before, and so it's Florida State and Miami, et cetera. They have dudes. This kid, though, even by quote-unquote Coco standards, is shot out of a cannon. Yeah. He's a deep threat. Uh, I always prefer in person, and I'll, I'll see him again this spring. 
once seven on seven gets going, I might see him before the end of this season live in the state playoffs. But Coco always has the most difficult time in the state with their scheduling. The reason is they're like on a traditional like 7A scale. They moved it around in Florida, but mm-hmm. it used to be like seven divisions. They were like 3A. Well, nobody at that level, they were going to get killed. Yeah. So they always had to schedule up, play St. Thomas Aquinas, American Heritage programs where Ohio State really recruits hard. No fear. Go into their house and knock them down. That's the kind of team they always have. And this year's no different. They got a they got a five-star quarterback that'll be Ohio State offer if he hasn't got one already. And they're just killing people. Boggs is the key, though. He is a guy that runs by everybody. Doesn't matter what sec. Like against St. Thomas Aquinas, who's got four DBs that are going to play college, he destroyed them. Destroyed them. Uh, the quarterback again had he threw for like four ninety eight or something. It was wow. Crazy. Yeah, I mean they got they got dudes. Boggs may not even be their best player, which is scary. But the point is this: that program is the kind of place you want to take kids from because he's not going to be intimidated by Ohio mm-hmm. State. Mm-hmm. He's going to walk in like, okay, where's my starting spot? That's, that's a Florida kid thing too. But like he can back it up. Like you know, I talked to Jeremiah about that not long ago, and he's like, when I go to Ohio State, I'm going up there to take somebody's job. That's kind of a Florida kid. This is one of the kids that can back it up. Boggs is, I'm not saying he's Jeremiah because that's one of those, but he's he's not far from it because his speed is different. So you put him next to Jeremiah, you put him next to Cardell Tate and some of those guys, you can only you can only double one, brother. And he's he's a legit guy. He's he's gonna be somebody that's gonna end up 10-5 or less in the hundred, like if he focuses on that. He's that kind yeah. of guy. Yeah. I have confidence that Ohio State will do quite well with him. You know, I love that mindset talking about a kid who's gonna come from Florida come up north to the Midwest, to Columbus, and say, I'm going to go up there and take somebody's job. Yep. The older guys might not like that. There might be older guys that will say, I like that competition at bring it in. But I understand there are some guys there at Ohio State that are like, I don't want a guy to come here that's going to say, hey, I'm coming to take your job. They may say, oh, like I get it and I understand it, but some people might not like it because that's more competition and what you're going to see. Ohio State in any game, any game might, only, might only play five. You got your top three guys. They might throw in Xavier Johnson. They might they might throw in Cardinal Tate. Might play five, and it's even crazy that a freshman and Tate's coming in, and he doesn't look like a freshman when he's out there on the field. I love that mindset because we can talk about what he does on the football field and the stats that back up how productive he is. But I think that mindset alone, added into his skill set, is a big reason why Heartline Day, Alfred, and the others want him a part of the Buckeyes offense in the future i i've spoken to people high state otherwise one of the reasons they come to florida is the obvious talent some of yeah. the specific talent that outside the numbers as i like to say corner and wide receiver y'all come on down yeah how many you need okay we'll have on average there's no bs we'll have around 40 wide receivers in a given class play college football out of the state of florida that's insane yeah and, and like i know flat out from people in Columbus that some of the coaches in the state of Ohio that coach high school ball are ticked about how high state recruits right now, but it's real simple, too bad because we need certain players to compete for the national title. State of Ohio is not as good as it used to be. It's still mm-hmm. good, yeah. but the numbers, the depth is not quite what it was say 25 years ago. And Florida is an easy access point. Some of the coaches have experience down there like Hartline played for the Dolphins. Yeah, obviously knows South Florida. It's an easy way to go. If you get just two kids a year, I don't like the Florida, Georgia, Alabama, South Carolina area. Kids, you know, everybody's tracked down here. You're going to better your roster. It's just the way it is. 
Florida kids though have that extra chip. It's kind of hard to explain. They fear nothing. They're they're coming for your heart and they do not care. Brian, last thing on Boggs here. There's one thing that popped off the screen outside of his speed and his elusiveness and his ability to beat you. And even going up against big competition in Florida and not being afraid of what's across him from being the other corner. He seemed, this is what I saw early. He was really good at beating zone coverage. And that's something I do believe you have to get a feel for. It's really hard, I think, for some, even NFL players, like not just high school, NFL guys, to really know how to beat zone coverage. Do you think he'll be able to, like that skill set will be able to translate to the next level in college? He's been coached. Um, the coaching staff at Coco is extremely well-known and extremely well-respected. It's a little more advanced. Like the state of Florida high school coaching is, is solid, but the really good coaches usually leave this state because they don't pay them very well. Snyder, who's over there at Coco, has got a good staff. He's advanced, and so are his players. I'm not surprised at all. And I don't want to say Boggs is going to walk in and start from day one or something like that, but he's a guy that has a chance to play. And, like, don't punt him the football. Don't kick him the football. Don't be lazy on a screen to him. He can take the basic plays and do stuff with it. And that's what Ohio State has done by and large anyway. Yeah. Yeah. They just get better players than you and run some pretty basic plays with more speed and size. I have faith that they will scheme it up when he needs to. But for the most part, you can take a kid like that. He'll walk in and play early, even if it's cover two, cover three, cover four. He'd catch 25 balls his freshman year. wouldn't surprise me. It's flip season. We've seen some players flip previously, at least in this football season. And the official flip season where it's all going to happen like wildfire, it's coming up shortly. The Buckeyes are trying to get in on that. Will the Buckeyes be able to flip a Florida commit as a member of the 2024 recruiting class? We dive into that next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a highest stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain they have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's easy to create a job post at LinkedIn Jobs. It's also free to do so. Once you create your job post, add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is also brought to you by Billiards Plus. Billiards Plus has the best selection of pool tables, game tables, shuffleboard tables, and more. And the best service in Central Ohio. And did you know Billiards Plus has top-of-the-line grills with up to 30-year warranties that's longer than most roofs. Billiards Plus carries the best pool tables from Brunswick, Alhassen, Canada, Billiards, and more. Plus, top-of-the-line grills from PK, Napoleon, Memphis, and the Griddle. That could very well be the last grill you own. The perfect gift for any occasion is in stock at 
Billiards Plus, go big with an awesome pool table or shuffleboard table, or a little more modest with a dartboard or poker table. No matter the season, Billiards Plus has you covered for all your indoor and outdoor entertainment needs. And the people at Billiards Plus are the best part of the experience. Kenny, Sarah, and the whole staff will take amazing care of you. Billiards Plus, visit their showroom on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Normally, the conversation is Buckeye fans being a little upset because another school flipped a Buckeye commit. But now the Buckeyes are trying to get into the mix and flip a Florida commit, a defensive lineman in Amaris Williams, and get him to come play football in Columbus. And Brian, when I was watching this guy play, I felt for the guy that was on the receiving end of a brutal hit because when Amaris Williams hits you, you feel it. He might be the best all-around defensive lineman in the country. Uh, you can make that argument. He's the rare kid that's above 270 pounds that can play on the edge, and legitimately so, on first and 10 or third and 10. Those are the rarest of the rare, and as the saying goes, they usually get paid. He His high school film, I haven't even watched a senior film, and I don't care. Yeah. I don't need to. Yeah, right. The junior film, we were good. Yeah. He was a top 100 kid as a junior. You know, barring him getting in trouble or doing something dumb off the field, he's going to get paid. So now the only question is, where does he go in the meantime before he goes to that thing they call the NFL or I like to call the not for long? Yeah. Right now he's committed to Florida. And they got him pretty early. But I know, especially since Florida's, let's be honest, not very good. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams are going to bang on that door trying to knock. They got a couple other kids. One I've heard they're going to lose in addition to him. It's not related to Ohio State. But they're in some trouble because – their recruiting class, you know, they look at the, they watch these games too. Yeah. Florida's got problems, brother. So Kentucky way to hammer. If you get the hammer laid to you by Kentucky, it's not going to end well in the recruiting trail. <laughs> it's not. My only question with him is, and this is for any school, not just Ohio state. Ameris is coveted by everybody. Which school or schools does he take an official? Correct. Down the stretch. Correct. I don't know. I don't know the kid. I don't know his coach. I don't cover Carolina that much, but he's such a rare player at his size and athleticism. Like he can break down and move around like a 230 pound guy. He's 280 ish, give or take. That, that's, that's what you're looking for. The schools to get him on campus, I can guarantee you it'll be the red carpet because he can come in and play. He's one of those guys that can be featured when ABC does a night game between Penn State and Ohio, something like that. He's one of those guys. So Buckeyes would do quite well to get him on campus. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned how early Florida got him because Florida, I did, I do believe, got him in the summer, this past summer. That's right. Got a commit did. from him. The Buckeyes offered him this month, earlier this month. And so I love Larry Johnson. And there have been a lot of people that have been very critical of Larry Johnson and how he's coached and how he's been over the past few years, lack of production in different areas. He's gotten some really good play from Tyleek Williams and Tuimaloal and Michael Hall Jr. this year. Even Jack Sawyer, who I have been critical of, has made some plays where I'm like, okay, so I see what you can do, and let's do it consistently. So for a guy like Williams who is trying to decide, am I going to stay in Gainesville or play football in Gainesville or decommit and maybe commit to Ohio State, what we're seeing from Ohio State's defense as a whole, but specifically a defensive line, might be a big recruiting tool that Larry Johnson has saying, I got guys that are doing this right now. You can play inside at three tech. You can play outside 
and do exactly what you've been doing in North Carolina at a big school like Ohio State? It's not a hard pitch to sell Ohio State. First off, let's just start with the baseline. Right. They spend more money other than maybe Texas on football than anybody in the country. It's kind of a back and forth. The facilities, uh, the tradition, the fans, and Larry's a famous coach. I can't imagine that's hard. So that's kind of why I brought up the official visit thing. Yes. Like you would think if he, and I don't know if he's really seriously looking, but I assume he is, or these offers and that their conversations wouldn't be around. You would think he would go to a game. Maybe it's Penn State game. Hell, I don't know. But yeah, I, I can't imagine him not being interested. He wouldn't be human, would he? Right. You know, it's, it's freaking Ohio State. It's not that rough. But at the same time, you still got to get him up there and, and do it. My only question is, why didn't they offer him earlier? If there was, they didn't think he had interest. I, I'm never going to get a full answer on that. But if they'd have offered him in May, we probably have a different conversation. So we'll see how it goes. But they need they need one more piece to their D line class at least. And this guy kind of solves more than one anyway because again, he can play edge or inside. He's a rare, rare guy. At 6'3", 270, I did look this up, and we talked earlier about 40-yard dash times and how we both kind of view them. But this is a rare one. At 6'3", 270, he's explosive. He got he uh, got second place in the shot put in, during his junior year um, at almost 52 feet. I'm like, this dude's, okay, you got show some explosiveness. 270, maybe 255, whatever it might be, running a 4740. That's not normal, but he also played tight end, running back, and even all along the defensive line in college, not playing tight end at Ohio State or in college. I don't think he'll be running back either. But just that versatility and the speed and the explosiveness that he has off the field, he easily translates that onto the field. I say all that to say this. Do you see him more being a three-tech in college or a guy who gets bumped outside occasionally in passing downs? Depends on if it's a three- or four-man line. Yes, I don't I don't think it matters. He's the rare guy that he's got enough length that he can still play edge. I'm sure on passing downs, if you're a four three defensive kind of mindset as a coordinator, mm -hmm. you'd rather mm -hmm. have him inside because not many guards are going to handle Correct. that. Correct. That's how I would do it. But then it would just come down to matchups. If they've got an off like a right tackle that's struggling, hey, it's gonna be a long day, brother. Yeah. This is my this is Maris. He's coming, he's coming. It's up to you. You want to put a tight end over there? You want to screw up your passing routes? Otherwise, your quarterback's going to be sore. What you going to do? You're exactly right. Do you have any last comments either about Javon Boggs or Amaris Williams, or maybe even Ohio State and how they're playing this year that you want to leave the people with during today's show? Your point about flip season is very important. Uh, we're going into an era where it's just like, especially where I live in Florida, there's no such thing as a commitment down here. It's ridiculous. Look for Ohio State to be in the middle of that and more all the way through December 20th, good and bad. It's just the nature of the beast, especially with the top 100, top 150 kind of kids. I mean, even Jeremiah, I can't say for sure he's going to go to Ohio State. I think he will. But there's just no locks with this stuff. Pay, pay pretty close attention uh, to what they do and not what they say, meaning visits. That's why I brought that up a couple of times. That's the sure tell sign. And I, I, I've lost track of how many I've missed this year. And I usually am really good about predicting these kids are, they're keeping me off guard. So yeah. it's going to be a fun finish to recruiting. Brian, last thing here and Buckeye fans are going to love this because a lot of Buckeye fans don't like Miami. How mad were you Saturday night when they botched the end of that game against Georgia tech? 
I had left the stadium. Uh, I took photos. They did the, like the black uniforms. Mm-hmm. The only reason I really went to the game against Tech was, you know, I wanted to get some different uniforms for the site and stuff. No big deal. And I get a text from my guy that's up in the booth doing the game story. He says, you know, after Mario does press conference, I'll have the article up. Cool. I just keep driving. Ten minutes later, I get another text that I had to pull over. Ooh. He said, he said uh, I may not be able to do that now, like dot, dot, dot. And I'm like, okay. I just knew something was goofy. And I, I was over on the side of the road for 15 minutes. Look at it. I go, how does that happen? <laughs> yeah. Like, I know some of the guys. I don't know Mario personally. I know a few of the guys on staff and stuff. Like, you can never live that down. No. It's impossible. And even guys that had nothing to do with the decision are essentially dragged down in that. And it's goofy. Here, here's the funny thing. Like, Jordan Lyle was at the game. The Ohio State commit. I mean, he was just there. Jer- Jeremiah was at the game. I'm not sure it really helped Miami for them to be inside the stadium. <laughs> that was one of the worst offensive performances I've ever seen Miami have. It was just horrendous. So hats off to Georgia Tech, by the way. Their coaching yeah. staff did a nice job. But that is as botched an end of game I've ever seen in football at any level. It is, man. Guys, it's been fun having Brian back on the show. You can follow him on Twitter or X, excuse me, at FB Scout underscore Florida. Follow me on Twitter at JSteven07. We'll be back tomorrow breaking down the Buckeyes game against Purdue on Saturday. And I'm excited for that game only because it gives the Buckeyes another chance to fix some of their issues. I just don't know if it's going to happen. I'm trying to be optimistic, Brian. We're going to leave it with that. Guys, this has been Locked on Buckeyes. I'll see you next time.